Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. Good morning. It's Wednesday morning again, and we're back with Animal Central. I'm Sharon Dale, your host, and I'm here with Jonathan Sinclair. And I can't believe we've been doing this over, I think it's over six months now. Over Jonathan. six months. Yeah. You know, I was thinking when we took over the show from Leanne Moll, yes. who used to do it, and yes. how far we've come. And oh. You know, the amazing listeners we have that contact us each week and yes, really say that we're making some, like Brad, a he's always around. It's uh, so you know, cool to see our regular listeners. Gotta love Brad. Gotta love Brad. Gotta well, love Brad. All right. So it's an amazing show we got coming up today. Yes. Um, not, nothing fluffy is allowed in studio today. No, no. Nothing with fur, nothing that's cute. Nope. <laughs> Although some would say they're cute. So we're talking about reptiles. We are. So excited. We are. And we've had a great time outside the studio before yeah. coming in. I think we've got about, just count, nine, ten. Yeah. You know, when people say they're going to bring the animals into studio, mm. you picture one or two. But yes. now these people from, is it Save Me Save Reptile me Rescue? Save Me Reptile Rescue. They've brought in, what you say, about up to uh, nine? I think there's about eight, nine there. I was helping them carry all the cages upstairs. Oh, did you? So a lot of work. <laughs> so you've been busy. They really have to bring a lot of stuff with them for yes. the animals, but that's fantastic. No, they're amazing. I mean, I was holding the Chinese water dragon, but when we bring them in, each one has got an amazing story about how they were rescued and, and what these wonderful people have done to, to save these guys, which people don't really think about. People always think about rescuing dogs and cats, and but there, there's so many out there that also need to be rescued. Well, we've actually just tweeted out the pic. You can go check it out on cliffcentral.com. Mm, and we'll uh, take more afterwards. And now that is only, I think we only took a, a pic of like three Three of them. Yes. That's just the starters. I know. We'll take more. And I'm sure we're going to be sitting here with something on our shoulders shortly. We have to. Now, I see they actually bring a jacket for us. So that's, oh. yeah, you, especially for the big ones, the big claws. Yes, they don't they want you to stretch. get hurt. So. Well, one got stuck in my scarf just now. So <laughs> they do have quite little sharp nails. But we've got some other news to start off the show. Well, yeah. You know, I said this morning, I was remembering when Leanne used to do the show before we took it over. Mm. And every week she had a feature called Help a Horny Friend. Yes. And I yes. thought, you know, we, we've stopped that and we need to pick it up we again because our rhinos are in crisis. Oh. And although we can't bring them in studio or live with them in our homes, they are still a part of this planet. Absolutely. Now, I don't know if I'm happy or sad about the story. Mm. Apparently, a thousand white rhinos from South Africa are going to be flown to Texas. Oh? Now, this is for their own protection. They're going to have okay. at this resort, they're going to be allowed to roam free. They're going to have like helicopter surveillance, mm. armed guards, obviously not following each one. But a very secure place. They're also going to be allowed to breed and no poaching is allowed that in this makes sense. area. Hmm. But has it really come to this? I think it has. That in order to protect our rhinos, we have to get them out the country. It's a big portion of our rhinos. It's 6% of South Africa's white wow. rhino population, which is only 1,000, which just shows you, you know, the kind of state that I'm in or yeah, that we're yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, this was announced by the Group Elephants and the Exotic Wildlife Alliance. So, South Africa, interestingly, is home to 80% of the rhino population on Earth. Mm. And we're giving away 6% of that to Texas for their own protection. I think the battle is being lost out there. I know we we feature in Canine Zone magazine the story of Sabre, one of the dogs that's out there patrolling. And, And you get the inside information. And... It's horrific. Mm, I mean, it's a mm. war that we're not winning right mm. now. So I hear what you're saying. It's sad that we have to do that. Take them out of our country to keep them safe. It's very sad, but happy for the rhinos because sure. at least they will survive and 
continue. And I mean, they're going to be allowed to roam free. Mm-hmm. So I feel like sure. if they don't know any better, that's exactly. fine. And as long safe. as they're happy they're living safe. out their lives. We might get to the stage where we don't have any in yeah. our country anymore mm. because they've either been poached or they've had to be sent into other countries where, you know, I think it's very difficult to keep control here with our border uh, control not great. Mm-hmm. So these people are mm-hmm. getting in. You know, it's, uh, killing our rhinos and getting out very quickly. Other good news is, is SAA, for example, and a lot of airlines worldwide have now said that they're going to stop transporting any wildlife trophies, mm. anything like good. which is fantastic. Good. That is fantastic. So, yeah. Well, you know, I, I could depress you with the statistics. Mm. I mean, we're only at heading towards the end of May. I yeah. could tell you how many have been killed this year, and I can tell you how many were killed how last year. How many have been killed this, this year? This year alone in the Kruger Park, 393. Oh, my word. I won't even tell you. 393. Last year, 2014, we reached a record high in South Africa, but it's it's so alarming. Anyway. Oh. Let us move on to some happier no, news. Show. What else have we it's got? Really, well, you know, just keeping on that same um, sort of vein, another creature that needs to be protected is our sea turtles, mm-hmm. are our sea turtles. And the Two Oceans Aquarium in Cape Town has asked the public to please be on the lookout for sea turtle strandings because it's this time of the year between April and June when a lot of juvenile loggerhead turtles wash up on Cape Town beaches. So when they say stranded, they mean that they're on their back, they can't Yes, they, they wash up. The, well, they're saying the reason rough seas and the strong winds are, the, mm. are, a, are a contributing factor, and then they get stranded. So since mid-March, Two Oceans Aquarium have already received 20 of these little turtles from all the way from Neisner and Stray mm. I get mm. that right. And then they take them in for rehabilitation, and then they put them back into the wild again. So they're saying, please, all Capetonians, all people who live on that coastline, mm-hmm. keep an eye open for these little sea turtles. Please contact the aquarium if you find one. And then also, if you find one, get it off the beach. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Get it off the beach. Keep it dry and at room temperature. Don't place it in water. Apparently, that's very important. So oh, keep it dry, room temperature. Put it in a container with lots of air holes and then contact the aquarium. can give you their number. It's 021-418-3823. If you didn't get that, you can get it on the podcast later. And make a note of exactly where you found the turtle so that once they've rehabilitated it, they can put it back where it came from. When I went on a snorkel in Sedwana Bay about two years ago, the guy who was the skipper who was driving the boat actually Mm -hmm. went about, I would say, maybe 300 meters out of his way to pick up a packet out of the ocean that he saw. And then we were like, what are you doing, dude? And he's like, this is a turtle killer. Absolutely. If a turtle gets stuck in a packet, it's over for the turtle. The plastic bags, the litter that fishermen leave. It's all devastating. It really, really is. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, the turtles as well, they are on the endangered species list. Mm -hmm. So we just need to take care. We need to be more conscious that there's other beasties around there as well, sharing our planet. Well, you know, Sharon, as our show is beginning to take off, uh, we're getting a lot of people contacting us Mm. and they're wanting to punt their events. And we're not about to give free advertising, but if it is for charity and it is the animals that are benefiting, I really don't mind giving people an opportunity to speak. Mm. So, Hurskul Eitzig, they have a thing called Kersvius in May. Oh, nice. And this year, they are dedicating it to the animals. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I think we have Manda on the line. Manda, are you there? Okay, I'm just getting word from our producer. Is Manda there? Hi, Manda. Can you hear us? I am here. Hi. How are you, Manda? Welcome to Animal Central. 
Thank you for the invitation. Cool. You're speaking with Jono and Sharon. Now, Amanda, I was forwarded this information by one of our very loyal listeners, uh, Charlotte uh, Tilly, who loves animals even more than Sharon, I think, and that is saying a lot. <laughs> Charlotte, yeah. Yeah. Now, tell us about this event that's taking place. Uh, it's this Saturday, the 23rd of May. Hey? That's correct, yes. Well, you know, first of all, our Christmas, Christmas in May is actually a project, the annual charity project, which is run by our grade 17 work school 8 And this year we agreed that it should all be about dogs. So we selected, you know, a charity organization, and that is going to be the CBC, and that stands for Community Veterinary Clinics. And this Saturday we are hosting a dog show. It's Saturday, 23rd of May, at, at 10 o'clock, at Wurskel Eitzig, and we are based in Marquardt Street in the Reed Centurion. Um, it will only be 10 rand per dog, and, you know, um, they also have to just bring a tin or bag, tin or bag of food for the dog. Oh, we've got six categories, and we've got a lot of support, uh, support from sponsors, you know, that's local. Yes. So please, 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 we need support. We would like everybody to come enroll your dog, and also bring second-hand or new food bowls, collars and leashes, blankets, toys, or anything that we can give for dogs for the CDC fundraising. Awesome, Amanda. Wonderful. This is fantastic work. Now, why don't you just tell us these categories? Would you name a few? Because some people maybe not know what their dog is capable of. What mm. categories can you enter your dog in on the day? Yes, yeah, we've got fun categories, but um, also nice categories like dog with the best personality, <laughs> the ugliest dog, best ah, dog, dog. Okay. most obedient dog, most beautiful, and also a dog and owner look-alike for a little <laughs> bit of fun. Okay. <laughs> All right, so lots of fun. And uh, so your dog doesn't have to be a model pooch, it doesn't mm. have to be well-trained. It, no. it's, it's just about the fun and giving back to the animals, Absolutely. to the great. dogs specifically. Mm. Yeah, because mm. all the contributions and even the registration money is going towards the CDC. What made you guys this year decide to make it about the animals and not about sort of giving to a human charity? You know, we actually see ourselves as a community school, Mm -hmm. and we thought what better organization to support this year, you know, than the community veterinary clinics. And, you know, it's always about people, and we know, you know, um, institutions like the SPCA also suffers quite a lot financially. So we thought let's make it something, you know, for the dogs this year. And seeing that we are a school, you know, that's something that the learners are more excited about. Mm. Every year it's about people. This year it's about dogs. That's mm. fantastic because it's getting young people involved. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, I really wish you all the luck for the so day. So where is it taking place exactly? It's uh, taking place this coming Saturday, the 23rd of May at 10 o'clock. It will, we will basically run up to 1 o'clock at Wurskel Eitzig in Marquardt Street, the Reed. Centurion. Um, is there a website that people can maybe get some more information? Uh, a website, perhaps, Amanda? Yes, we've got um, we've got our Facebook page. We're mm-hmm. called it's a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. We also have our website, which is um, hs. It's we're called itzer-itzer.co.za. They can also go there. It's just a little bit of info, just saying you know that's taking place. But please look at our Facebook pages because we've also got um, links, you know, to video clips. Mm. which Dierigesondheit TV has mm. actually sponsored for us. So we are going to post, you know, a, a video clip now every day until Saturday. Oh, wonderful. And awesome. I suppose a lot of the funds will go towards spaying and neutering as well. Yes, that's true. Very you important. Know, yeah, yeah, they actually, their services is vaccinations, parasite yes. control, 
sterilization and also educating the community how to look after the animal. Oh, that's great. That's what a wonderful event. No. Eh? I think we are so excited. Near the area, in the area, get out there and, and do the right thing. 10 a.m. to 1 a.m. this week, Saturday yeah. at Hur School 8. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us and, and good luck. Thank you, you for so what much. you're doing for our animals. Sorry. Bless you for what you're doing for our animals that and for getting the young people involved. As well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Amanda. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. All right. So enough about the dogs. We said nothing yes. furry. Nothing furry. So, so at this point, we're going to take a break. I think while we carry in all our reptile babies. Cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com And we're back. I love that song. I know, I right? love that song. I, I think every time you listen to it, you, you can't be in a bad mood. I know. There, there, there's that one video on YouTube of it with the animals. With the animals. It just makes it so much yes. better. But unfortunately, you know, you can't see that. So we just enjoy the song. <laughs> enjoy the song. So now we've got Ilonka and, and Mike, Mike in studio from Save Me. And they go out of their way. they animal angels who look at the well-being of our reptile community. Welcome, so guys. So thank Welcome you, Lonka. Thanks thank for coming. You. Thanks, thank Mike. Thank you. I actually met you guys at one of the shows that I went to. I go to these shows to have a look. It's, it's good to know what's going on in the industry, even though my main focus is Canine Zone magazine and with the dogs. But I have a, a son who wants to get very involved in, in rescue because – there's a, there's a huge problem out yes. there. There really is. Ilonka, so let's start at the beginning. What made you do this? I don't know. Since very, very small, I've always had a huge fondness of animals, all kinds of animals. Yeah. I used to collect feral cats and <laughs> smuggle them into the house. And my father would have a fit because I'm bringing in fees and ticks and all kinds of things. So I've just had that um, wanting to rescue animals. Yes. And yes. I didn't go into that line of career um, purely because I would never be able to, for example, put down an animal. Mm, I right. would, I would easily be a vet, but I would never be able to do to the hard those. side mm, of a vet. Difficult. Um, because sometimes you get brought in. I actually saw once when being at a vet, a dog that was brought in with a huge cut. Mm. Um, and the the owner actually had the dog put down because she said no, she didn't think it Just was because worth of a, cut. a huge cut around the throat. Oh. But seeing it, I knew that this could be helped, yes. and um, she chose to have it put down um, because she said it was a very old dog, and mm. and and so mm. there's no ways I could do that. Even, um, you know, even animals that are in a bad state. Yes, um, I've had one animal put down and that was a kitten that had fallen off a roof. Mm. It was totally Sometimes a feral kitten. Sometimes for their own good. Yeah. Hey? Um, Take she them out of that she was totally burst inside. Mm. You know, her, her, her skin kept her together mm. but you could see she was becoming no. like a balloon. So the vet said there was no way yeah. you could help this animal. So, so you knew you loved animals but you didn't know how you were going to work with them. I never ever in my wildest dreams thought I would be doing what I'm doing now. 
Um, financially, it's very stressful, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Mm. Yes, it does have a downside where I often get animals who are at the point of non-return. Yes, I can, for example, look at a beardie now. Yes. I've been rescuing beardies for the best part of the last 12 years, wow. 12, 13 years. I can look at a beardie and tell you that it's not going to make it. Really? Um, I've actually bought a beardie that's not going to make it from a pet shop, took it home, made it comfortable, to and it told it, look, if you want to go, then go. Oh. And they die in my hands. And even though I don't know that beardie, sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's four weeks, every single one of them just bring tears oh, to me, purely that. because it's a human who's put that animal in that yes. state. Yes. And that's the desperation I have is it's a human who put them in that state. And I've got this strong urge to show them yes. um, not all humans do and that. to protect them. And to sort of show them there is a different life. And I've also learned to know as much as there are humans who don't care, there are actually humans oh, who do lots. care. We've had lots on our yeah. shows over the weeks that there's there's definitely a difference being made out mm. there. I mean, it's so cute. We've got these two little beardies sitting on the desk here in well, front of us. That is just the start of it, yes. yes. But on the desk, there's... <laughs> on the desk right now, we've got a tiny little weenie baby beardie. And then we've got two... Mike... Your role here, how did you get involved? Well, I'm the only abused animal at the mm. rescue <laughs> center. <laughs> yeah. So they Let's abuse reveal you. This. Yeah. The, 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 our vet introduces him as my slave. <laughs> oh, sh- Oh, somebody's yeah. got his He's got to do all the hard work. So do like, you do all the poop cleaning up? Yeah, no, no, no. We all, we all do the, poop cleaning. The carrying fact, and yes. We, we're very excited about poop cleaning because when they poop correctly, you yes. know the animal is healthy. Oh, right. You can so tell a lot about their poop. You. Just Firstly, like a human. They eat. <laughs> if, if they poop, they're eating, which is a good yeah. sign. Yes, yeah. yes. But no, Mike is my electronics engineer. He does okay. the cage setups and... Which is quite an important thing. I mean, temperature mm. control, ensuring everyone is happy. Uh, how many reptiles do you have in total at the center? Oh, in excess of 100, I'd say, wow. at the moment. A lot of work, um, eh? And are they all rescued? They all come from bad 90%. situations? 90%. Yeah, I'd say maybe even more than 90. Yeah. But, yes, there are some that have been our pets prior to rescuing mm-hmm. as well as mm-hmm. during the time period, yeah. But the rest, I mean, I saw one, the little guy's actually on the desk here. Yeah. Without all of a the tail. ones that are here are definitely yes. rescue. Now, if you look at this one, her name is Nessie. If you look at that file in front of you, you'll see a photo there of a tiny, tiny, tiny little dragon. Yes, without the tail. Without the tail. Now, when we got Nessie, the pet shop phoned us and said, please come fetch. Um, Nessie was so tiny and she was so caked with sand and feces and stuff. Oh. You couldn't recognize it as a beardy. We, in fact, didn't know what it was. Good and one of the things that I do do with them is I give them a low, warm bath. It kind of relaxes them, that whole water experience. And while they're soaking, I sort of like try and clean them with yes. a toothbrush yes. and calm them down and that. And once we did that with Nessie, it turned out, well, she's a bearded dragon. Mm. So because she was so tiny and so skinny, we called her Nessie, hoping that she'll grow nice and big like nice the Loch Ness, Loch Ness. monster. Yes. And this is Nessie. She's one, she's a female and she's one of the biggest f- female beardies. And she looks very healthy oh, and happy. Yeah, she's, she still has scars of where her leg was rotten. And mm. needless to say, we don't know what happened to her now tail. Now, how many years later is this? 
Oh, jeez. Um, 11. It was in 2011. So she's, she's so about big four. now. She's reaching sort of halfway across your arm. Yeah. If she had a tail, she would have been... Oh, yes. Massive. Huge. Mm. And then I you see know. the other one here. Is this Lizzie that you have here as well? No, Lizzie's still Lizzie's in the container. In Lizzie's one of our first bearded dragons. And when I saw her, I cried my eyes out when we got her. She was just so caked in feces. And she was, her body was rotten. Mm-hmm. Her legs were rotten. Her feet were lo- rotten. Her one front leg looked as though it was mummified. You could actually mm-hmm. see the bone. Through the mummification And um, that had all naturally fallen off She's recovered She's one of our most healthiest animals She's got the most beautiful colours and she's just a stunning I think little. We need to bring her out just now. So I want to. Yeah, I there's so many that we need to bring out. And <laughs> apparently, you know, each one of them has a story, which mm. you know the story to each one of them. And yeah. you have so many, which is incredible, which really just shows how much you care about each one individually. And I'm sure they each have their own personality, which you know about. They totally do. Mm. Every, the amount of beardies that have come through us, they aren't two that are the same. The the point is is it to get them adopted or is it We do get them adopted, especially if it's a beardy that comes in that doesn't have special needs. Mm-hmm. Then we do give them up for adoption, but we go through quite a screening process. It's not a matter of we do not advertise them on our webpage nor on the Facebook. Because if you do that and you tell the story, then it's a spur of the moment thing. Yes. Then it's like, oh, shame, I'll give it a mm-hmm. home. Which is never a Which is not to... what we want. And also, if you do, one of the things that we do is we have a list that you write in your name when you come to one of our expos or demos where we are. And then we kind of see who sort of comes there quite often. So we mm. kind of almost get these like you know followers. Really is passionate and then you, about these then you realize people that are passionate about it will go to the expos. People mm. that don't go. And if somebody comes and writes their name down and sort of like hopes you're not watching them mm. and specifies they want a snake, then you must know there's a problem. There's a problem. Then you don't, you know. Well, we also have a snake with us in studio. Sure, is I'm it a corn snake? This hey? guy here wanting snake. to yeah, come out of his... That's the one oh. I'm really excited to get out of the cage. We, we <laughs> Obviously, yes. can't take him out, eh? Yes. Or her. I'm, I'm not him. quite sure how but you tell. Okay, isn't this the problem? Uh, Devin and I were talking in the car this morning. Is that every single pet store you go to, you're going to see bearded dragons, you're going to see iguanas in some cases. Mm, chameleons, and you know, children, um, you don't have kids, Jono, but I know my kids. I want a hedgehog. I want a ha- not a hedgehog, mm. a hamster. And I think parents kind of feel guilty or they want to make little Johnny happy. So teach they them responsibility. Them, yeah. yeah, so they'll buy them a bearded dragon. The first problem is that and this I stand by that most of the pet store staff have no idea. Mm. They cannot educate these people, mm. so they will give you the wrong advice. Yeah, they I think a lot you, of pet stores yeah. as well have sort of casual staff on the yes, weekends, do. don't really know. They do, so they're not going to give you the right mm. advice. Secondly, you're going to take that home, and your little boy or little girl is going to lose interest at some it's point. Re- it's not the same as feeding a dog. Say, it's, Let's say having a bearded dragon. It's not the same with the crickets. Um, also, the, I know they need enough sunlight to be able to digest their food. Mm. I mean, how much is enough to give? It's not like sort of feeding a dog, I would imagine. No, it isn't. But one of the biggest problems, just going back to your yes. buying, um, the problem with especially beardies, they are very 
cheap to buy. Mm. So yes, it's a question are. of mommy, mommy, I want. And mommy, mommy looks at the price and says, oh, well, that's not too bad. Mm. Okay, fine, we'll get it. Yeah. So then they get it. But then, yes, agreed. In the pet shop, you often have casual staff. And in a pet shop, you have a variety of animals. So mm. in order to get the right information, that person needs to know everything about Absolutely. that particular yes. animal. And that's one of the things that we do is if you send us a mail, email, you have a problem with something, we will help you to teach you how to take care of that animal. Um, if we don't know the answers, we will get it from the right people, you know, either the vet or wherever. And yes, you can Google a lot of things on Google, but also you can get incorrect information. So very often people rather want to talk face to face yes. or get the information from someone like us. We will anytime give you any information that you need in order to look after your animals. And yes, unfortunately, people do sometimes even get the incorrect. And And no, it is not that difficult to look after a bearded dragon. I've had cases where people phone me and say um, they want to sell their bearded dragon. Now, number one, an animal, no matter what animal it is, it's not an investment. People don't want to buy your second-hand animal. So don't think, oh, well, I paid 200 rand for it. I can get 600 rand for it now because it's bigger. Mm. It doesn't work like that. You might be lucky you might get it done, but that's not the way it works. So, um, yeah. But Ilanka, you were saying, oh, yes, they do. They make amazing little pets, and, and they're not that difficult to take care of if you've got the right knowledge and the right, like Jono was saying, lighting, temperature, the whole, everything that they possibly need. Do you think that's part of the problem is people think that it's so easy to look after them, put them in a corner and leave them? I do think it is. I think it's a matter of they think mm. it's so difficult to take care of them. Um I've had people where I've actually educated them on to how to look after their bearded dragon and they got a new love and interest for their bearded dragon. Yes. And they've come back and said, thank you so much for helping me. We're actually enjoying our bearded dragon. One of the things that people believe is once you've got a bearded dragon, you need to put it in a cage, the right environment, the temperature has to stay constant and you can practically never touch them. Now, bearded dragons are indigenous to Australia. The climate there is very similar to ours. I have found out of um, that bearded dragons are kept too hot. Oh. Out of experience I've found with most people, they tend to have them too hot. They tend to have a heating pad as well as a red light as well as your UVB light. You and probably some sunlight as well coming in from and the window. Yes. Oh. And so basically the rule with the bearded dragon is if you feel hot – Heat into one feels hot too. Mm. If you feel cold, heat into one feels cold too because our climate is very similar to Australia. So can they take colder temperatures? They can take more colder temperatures than they can take a hot temperature. Really? If they're a bit too cold, all they'll do is go into a form of a state of hibernation. Um, if they're too hot, they can't help themselves. They can't escape it. They can't get away from it. Mm. Yes, yes. Mm. Because I know a lot of people, all the load shedding we're having now, is that I'm something? I'm sure people are freaking out. With your bearded well. dragons, it's not a is thing not to a worry problem? about. If you, if it's in the middle of winter and it's really yes. cold and you are being load shedded, then you can always take your beardy out and put him on your shoulder. I always teach 
the kids especially. If you take a bearded dragon and you rub down on its tummy, yes. it's very smooth. If you rub up, it's almost like Velcro. Oh, right. And the reason for that is your bearded dragon sticks to your shoulder because oh, that's where no it's meant to be. It's not meant to be stuck in a cage and forgotten. You're well, supposed so they to. Like being they like attention. They absolutely love being carried around. People know me. That, um, you know, I won't say where and what, okay. but we've got this particular place that we go on a regular basis for breakfast. Yes. And they already know they sit us against the window in the sun and it's a matter of, because the animal's covered. I don't just walk in there. Right. Mm. You know, and scare people. Yes. Mm. So the animal's covered, but then the staff will come and say, who have we got here oh, today? Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, and they also supply us yeah, with all our newspaper because we go through tons of newspaper. But yes, they totally love being Carried around I and see held. the one you have here It's the Chinese water dragon I think Such a beautiful one hey? um, You showed me earlier How he loves to lie on his back And snooze in your hand Too precious we're getting Masai out yeah, now. Yeah, he's coming out of his cage. I wish cage. this was live okay, TV. I, 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 yeah, we really have to get them all out of their cages. I'm just greeting him. Come on, baby. So, so beautiful. He's like green, brown, purple. Okay, so I've many got variations. Masai on my shoulder now. He is a Chinese water dragon. Tell us about him. What's his story? Yeah, I'll have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his name's Messiah um, because he's uh, a water dragon. But uh, very similar to the basculus that runs on water, if you've seen them on TV. No, no. Um, there's a lizard that runs across water. Mm. Okay. On the, it's almost like on its two back legs. Yes. On its back legs. He runs up, almost standing I up. really love how you yeah. name it Messiah because of that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so his, his story was also, uh, there's a, a disease called metabolic bone disease, which is when they don't get enough calcium and, and the correct lighting. And... Uh, he didn't have that as a baby, so you'll see he's got a curved spine um, because of the, the metabolic bone disease. But he's healthy now because we got him in time and we, we raised him correctly in, in the right environment. And he's one of our most tamest of the I was just going to say that. I mean, he's like falling asleep on Sharon. Like He's not <laughs> nervous at all. He, he really loves he's human beautiful. interaction. He actually just proves the point. They don't want to be stuck in a cage. It no. proves your point. But Elonka, they, they also, uh, hey Mike, they also can live long lives, which is something that people also need to understand. It depends on the It's a, it's a lifelong commitment mm-hmm. that if you If you feed them correctly and you, um, you know what? A happy person lives longer, so does mm. a happy animal. Mm. Whatever animal what is it a is, that's lifespan? what I think. A beauty's lifespan is an average of seven, although there's been a lot of talk of about 10 years. But if it's older than that, then I'd like to see digital proof. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> Okay, now I'm very interested. You know, Sharon, your son loves reptiles and he's doing reptile rescue and he's playing with the biggest reptile I think I've ever seen. What, what, what is that? It's a? It's a tegu. A, tegu. A what? Tegu. It's called T-E-G-U, tegu. They are indigenous to South America. Um, this particular one is Takani. Takani. It's got um, such a big tongue. Hey? Takani has a story which is quite sad. Sad in the sense that we don't really know what happened to him. Mm-hmm. But tegus are almost like fierce animals. They like in the wild. They like crocodiles, you mm-hmm. know, oh. and they are scared of nothing. And mm-hmm. they've got a good set of teeth as well. But now Takani was afraid of humans. Mm-hmm. We collected him from a vet. And um, he was missing bone structure. Mm. 
if that makes sense. So at first X-ray, we thought that maybe he had bone cancer, um, but he didn't. And his calcium level seemed fine. He had very few external wounds, but he had holes in his head. There's a piece of his tooth missing. His Mm. hip bones were like crushed. His front leg didn't have bones in it. And with time, x-rays revealed the bones starting to calcify, to form. And we realized that his bones were crushed. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that I can think is abuse abuse in the form of being kicked or whatever. And um, whenever you came near him, he would totally pull together and cower away in the corner. So it's taken us about a year, and, he's so and he beautiful. needed to be taught he to looks eat. He's very trust. calm now in the, totally, in the presence of got, humans. He's got used to the other advantage of the rescues. Everyone that comes needs help in one way or another, whether it's attending to wounds, whether it's mm. force feeding them, whatever it is. So, and reptiles take a long time to heal. So, mm. the constant having to have to handle them. Gets them to realize, but hang on, we're not going to get eaten. We're not going to mm. get abused any further. And that is what I thrive on. So they already that have this ability to learn and adapt. Absolutely. And I think with Absolutely. all animals, they, they have this Absolutely. amazing ability to, to move past yeah. something. Yes. Would it be correct to say he looks like a miniature monitor lizard? Yeah, or, or, he or, is or, a form of a monitor really, lizard. He's really got that look about him and, and his tongue, like or Sharon a baby was saying. Komodo dragon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So, you know, I wish everybody could see it. He's got this big, thick tongue that, that comes out. Yeah, like out. a dog's tongue. They also drink water like a dog. Um, a tiger lizard is very intelligent in the sense mm. we've got Tessie, who um, we take out of a cage. Then she walks through the house, out the glass doors, mm. into the outside enclosure, spends a day there, has her water, has her swim. And then she'll walk up the stairs. And if you're not there in time... To catch her, to put her back into her cage for mm. night time, she'll just find a spot in the house and go to and sleep. Go to sleep. Mm. Um, these are also one of the few lizards that will recognize when you call them. Oh, to sure. the extent if you call them, they'll come, especially if you've got food. <laughs> now, now you were saying earlier that the little guy I've got here is a bit scared of them. Why would they eat another lizard? I would think so, yes, because okay. obviously tegus are hunters. They do eat fruit as well, but they are mainly they eat meat. Um, so I don't know what would be happen yes. if we put them together. We've got the whole food chain in our house, so I'm we do sure. sort of like constantly. You don't want to test it out, though. No, rather, no, no, no. Rather not. Not now we've got it. this face there that obviously is desperate to come out. What is that? That's our iguana. <laughs> That's your iguana. Nino. We've had him since a tiny little baby. He had some scars, and um, basically he didn't look good enough to sell. So we oh. basically... Um, we basically got him from the pet shop. He had some scars and markings and things that wouldn't enable him to sell. So um, he's in the meantime, we've had him probably for about three years. He's in the meantime become the most beautiful, mm. handsome. He's gorgeous. Okay. I see he wants to come out. Yeah. He's got the longest tail. Wow, um, he wanders around the house and he's scared of nothing. We've got to take lots of pictures so that people can see. Look at that. That's it's like having a miniature dinosaur around here. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> with with Nino, the thing with iguanas, you get them they tiny little babies that are beautiful, and they are very easily sold them because they're yes. so cute. But between the age of two years and three years, 
they become these monsters. Mm. They teenagers. basically become like teenagers. <laughs> and it's like they see themselves as part of your family and they want to be the dominant one, whether they're male or female. That's and then they tend to whip you with a tail and hiss at you and okay. carry on. But if you can get over that phase, you will have an uh, iguana like this one. So they really go through terrible twos just yes, like humans. Yes, they totally mm. do. But now, Ilonka, I want to ask you something, you know, saying earlier on that you, you can go to any pet store and buy these reptiles. Now, I know um, there's an association called Ban Animal Trading, and we've actually had Smaragda into studio. There's a lot of controversy about that, to to want to stop the sale of these reptiles in pet stores. Um, you know, I think there was a demonstration at one of the expos a few weeks ago. What are your thoughts on that? I used to be like that. Um, it does have its value, mm. but it also doesn't. In the sense that um, the argument is that all animals are wild caught. Um, the majority of these animals are not wild caught. Um, yes, there are animals that are wild caught that are that are sold as pets. Those do not make good pets. If you caught a feral cat that since birth it has never seen a human, it'll never make a good cat. But if a cat is born in a human's home and when it opens its eyes it sees humans, it'll be the most amazing, mm. cuddly pet. The same go for these reptiles. If that dragon on your shoulder there was wild caught, there's no ways you'd be holding him on your shoulder the way you are now. Um, there is space for breeding, in my opinion, because let's go look at the wild. How many animals actually just get left in the wild? How many rhinos are safe and happy to be roaming free in the wild? Mm. Unfortunately, the biggest hunter and the most dangerous animal on planet earth is the human Absolutely. they'll kill it for whatever yeah. reason whether yeah. they're scared of it they'll kill it whether um they want it they'll yeah, kill it whether they skin. believe in some superstition Correct. they'll kill it Correct. so if we don't step in and save these animals even if it is in the pet rights um industry i mean if you take the chinchilla chinchillas are very few and in between in the wild However, they make fantastic pets, and there's loads of them. If we don't find a way to integrate the animals within our society, I mean, we're taking up their land, we are cutting down their rainforests. If yeah. we cannot decide to not do that and give them their space, that's my opinion. Yes. See, I, I think my concern has always been on a personal level is, is again, the education. I mm. think that yes. too many mm. pet stores, they sell it purely for money-making. Mm. Uh, I can I'm imagine delighted. they're a quick seller. I mean, yeah, if someone is. comes into the pet store, they're immediately going to go look for the puppies or well, I would imagine the, the reptiles. It's entertaining. It's amusing yeah. to show the kids yeah. that I'm, uh, I'm delighted that a lot of pet stores now are stopping selling puppies, but that's another story. But, but reptiles... But I can imagine putting this reptile next to a hamster. The kid's going to go, for the reptile It's mm. so much Sort of Quote unquote Cooler exactly. than, Look, yeah. The thing that I can advise Is Get If you've decided You want a beardy Or you want a specific snake Or a specific Like a tenrek 
go get it from the breeders. That's one of the things that we're also busy doing is getting the information of breeders together, contact details. Then you get it from the breeder. What happens when you buy it from the breeder is that they will give you their phone number. They will tell you this snake was born on that day. It's eaten so much. It's eaten this and this and that. It was weighed, it weighed so much when it was born. It is now that weight. And they will tell you, phone me. If you have a problem, phone me. They will educate you how to look after it. They will give you any and every information. That is the difference between getting it from a breeder yes. versus a pet store. Yes. Because I suppose, like, like I was saying earlier, I'm delighted that, and I'm very behind ban animal trading with the sale of puppies in, in pet stores because, I, yeah. But I think it's, it's tricky with reptiles. It really is. And I agree with you. At least the breeder would be able to educate you. And I guess if you've decided the novelty's worn off now, you don't want it anymore, they would probably take it yes, back. Yes, they do. Yeah. They do. I mean, we heard this weekend, uh, Devon heard of a bearded dragon that was flung out of a moving car window. I can't get over something like that. I mean, this is the thing is people go, they get it. The novelty wears off, which can happen. So this was done on, nature. this was done on purpose, done on not purpose. by mistake. No, no, no. Wanted to get rid of it, obviously so flung it out. Why wouldn't you? Know, I mean, why wouldn't you just let it go if anything? Which is still, you know. Well, you can't. They can't survive. But I mean, in our world, no. it, it would seem less cruel than throwing it out the yeah. window. Do you get what yeah. I'm saying? It's terrible. The thing is, there are people that will adopt these beardies. We've got a list of names of people. So please, um, we've got this whole thing of we don't ask questions. Okay. If you don't want the animal, um, no matter what state it is in. Give it to us. Yes. We'll try and get it into a better condition. And if it's possible to give it adoption, we'll mm. give it up for adoption. No questions asked. No, no questions no asked. And even with our there. adoptive people, if whatever happens, I mean, you could lose your job and not have the finance to mm. look after your mm. baby yes. anymore, whatever. We don't ask questions. Just return it. Um, mm. For us, it's about the life of the animal, mm. not the condition of, of the human or what lives. your story is. I mean, you look mm. at this little guy and you think that, that little guy has a little brain. It's got a heart. It's it got yes. feelings. Well, that's it, what I tell people. If you count the, the toes on the front foot, yeah, there's five, five little just fingers. like ours. It's got five toes at the back. It's got one nose. It's got two eyes. It's got a pumping little heart. Yes. It's got kidneys and lungs, just like we have. And if you hurt it, it'll bleed red, yes. just mm. as we do. And it'll feel so pain. So who are we to decide that their life is invaluable? It's just an animal. Yes. It's just another animal. I can freak. I personally would like to see all animals not sold. It's just my personal opinion in pet mm. stores. They should always be adopted. Um, hey? Either adopted or from breeders, from mm. reputable breeders, mm. because then the education is there, the help is there. There's, if you don't want it, you can return it. But I, 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 I hate it because I think mm. the pet mm. stores are I want to ask you a bit of a, a sort of a sensitive question. Are there any sort of cultures that eat mm. these types of reptiles that... Make part of the you know what? Teaching. That's more than a, sen a sensitive question. <laughs> we yeah. have been offered to buy the animal because it's like, what is wrong with you? Um, it's a broken animal. Why would you want to keep it? You know, it's meant for other things. For example, um, yeah. medication and yeah. what have and you, and what have you, and what have you. I think came and that as well. Earlier. 
that that a lot of people are are scared of them. Well, snakes, obviously, there's a lot of superstition mm. around mm. them. It's some people say, you know, snake in your garden, kill it. That's no. that's it. Mm. And and you also now have brought a corn snake here, so you also mm. do snakes. Yes, all yeah, reptiles. We, we in fact, all. we do just about anything. We've got a factory kitten at home, a <laughs> factory factory mommy cat who's just delivered four kittens. So of the kittens the have got homes already. Oh, it's like there's no space for humans in the do house. Every room is something them? else. No, oh, do you separate, we separate, you separate them. them. We don't take chances. Mm. We separate them. Mm. Okay. And now this this corn snake's also got a bit of a story. What's his name? Dennis. Dennis. Well, basically, this is one of those situations where people do try and do the right thing, and sometimes the right thing is not really the right thing in the sense of a um, red lamp for heat source. Um, even if you do cover it, your snake's going to get bigger and stronger. And if it gets to that light, he is going to burn. Mm. Oh, right. And basically this was the issue with Dennis. His face was, his head was burnt at the top. And um, once they don't feel well, they don't eat either. So now there's a way to deal with them, to comfort them. And that's another thing is with, for example, a animal, a reptile that is, has wounds or has been hurt, you don't give them a big cage. Mm. You give them a small cage. So you to get people secure. who say, oh, shame, but that thing's in a small cage. Mm. But now you must remember with a snake, um, what do reptiles in general do if they're scared? Yeah, they curl up. And they run away and they find the smallest mm. crack or hole that they hide in. Mm. And now with a snake, if you give him a container where he can feel at least three sides mm. with his body, he can feel it. And he knows there's an opening there. So I'm only threatened by that opening. Mm. So now I feel safe and secure. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what you need to do with a reptile when it's hurt or needs help. And um, that's what you do with the snakes. You put them in a smaller environment with lots of newspaper to make them feel nice and warm and just give them time. Reptiles take a long time to heal. People who are often into this reptile um, business often into spiders and things. Are you guys not part, form part of that? Um, we have one volunteer, Bianca. She's into the spiders. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would do without my other volunteers. <laughs> yeah, um, she's into the spiders. So there. we have, we've got about five spiders that were dropped off that I think it's a matter of sometimes also kids go and they get something without their parents' permission. Oh, okay. and their mom sees um, for example, mm-hmm. this one tarantula that we've got, um, the boy would look after it very well and everything, and then when he'd get back, it would be totally taped closed. The whole cage oh, would no, be taped closed. Because the mother didn't want it to <laughs> Because the mother's dead scared of it. <laughs> I, I so sometimes that. I think in the case of spiders, it's a matter of you will. You know, it's growing and it's getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mommy's getting scared and scared of it. So now you will get rid of it. Yeah. Um, but I don't really do spiders. Um, they find there. I don't really pick them up. You don't I feel feed the them need and to do everything. That, no. But um, Bianca <laughs> is our spider person. She loves the spiders, so she takes care of them. So now, to us, see, we've got five minutes left. Anybody else here in the room that you want to tell us about? Any of your other beasties well, with a nice story? Well, we do story? have Eddie. Yes. Eddie has a fantastic story, but it's a long story. Now, what is Eddie? Eddie is a Bosch monitor. Okay. Um, I used to see him in a pet shop when I went and bought pets. 
ach, bought food for my pets and stuff. I used to see him and he used to be for sale, but I never, I, I just loved this animal. Anyway, then for a long time, I didn't go to that particular pet shop. And then I got back there again for something and I saw Eddie was not in a good condition. Oh. And then later I found Eddie was in a really bad condition in the sense that this animal was so skinny, mm. just skin and bone. So I said, now you will open this cage because I want to hold Eddie. And with that, the owner came in. So I said to him, look, I'm taking Eddie home. So he said that Eddie had parasites. Here's his medication. I took him and I got home and I thought, no, no, no. This is not parasite. There's something very wrong with this animal. Anyway, I took him to the vet. Long story short, there was a blockage in the intestines, mm. which we thought we could get out. We went through everything right up to liquid paraffin, but nothing doing. So then the vet said, well, Eddie is not able to survive an operation, but without an op, he will definitely die. So we said, go for it. This animal's been fighting so long, give it the mm. fighting chance. I found out later it took quite a while to resuscitate this animal after the op. But anyway, um, he totally recovered. Then two y- years down the line, she stopped eating again. And then um, Nelly, who helps us feeding them and cleaning them and everything, says, don't you think Eddie's getting thin? So instant panic, off to the vet again. And it turned out that Eddie was actually a girl oh. developing eggs. So oh. she just had a case of PMS. <laughs> so um, we just watched her to see what would happen with the eggs. So they eventually um, got reabsorbed by her body. And then last year, December, we thought something's not right with Eddie's eyes. So we've had Eddie for two years now, and now she's got cataracts. Oh, my But she's adorable. She's cuddly. I like how you kept her name even after you found out. We're just kind of used to it, so we can't change it. We kind of got to wrap up soon. Unfortunately, we could talk for hours. Ilonka, where can people get hold of you? If they They want to adopt um, or want education from you, if they're thinking of adopting. The best way is to email me because we do have a um, Save Me Rescue phone, but it's always roaming around and very often the Signal is bad and we just have problems with that. Okay. So the and very best way is to email us. Mm-hmm. Our email address is on the website. It's, um, or mine is ilonka at saveme.rescue.co.ca. And your website is www.saveme.rescue.co.za. Well, fantastic because you people can volunteer. They can learn from you. They can even adopt one of your babies. So please, guys, before you go into a pet store and just buy a reptile, speak to the right people. Speak to Alonka or Mike. Get the lowdown before you make mm, that decision because yeah. it is a, a commitment you're making. Yeah, so thanks for, like, it was a mission. I mean, you guys literally came with so much stuff. And Are we still going to play now? Are we going to play with all yeah. these guys and take lots of photos? <laughs> Can't wait. So until next week, we'll be back. Remember to pick up your copy of Canine Zone, and we'll be back with more interesting guests next week. Cliffcentral.com.